0: Welcome to Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Face-melting metal brought to you in the fills this week by Asada Messiah. We have so many great comedians here tonight to get their jokes worked out and to to do their shit. Yay! Hey, everybody, remember, we've got microphones around the station. We're going to do four-minute sets. Then you'll do four minutes of commentary by your comedian peers. Hey, get out a piece of paper. Take notes. Be friendly and helpful. Yay. Give them tags. It'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, here we are. Uh, also, remember, please, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice, fluffy, brioche bun compliment on the top. You put all that meaty shit in the middle, and on the end, then you tell them on the end how great they were and how pretty their shoes are or something. I don't know. But uh, please, we're all here to be kind and awesome, and uh, and also make fun of each other, and it'll be great. Yay. Your first comedian—he gets made fun of a lot on the internet. Thank God Jenny Hogan moved to New York, because wow, they still make fun of each other on the internet. It's so cute. I'm like, did you guys ever fuck or what? That's—that's uh, that's why people call me a misogynist because I just talk about other people's sex life. But I have no idea. I'm just slanderous. I don't even know if that's true. No one's even listening. Don't worry. <laughs> Put your hands together for your first comic of the night, Ian Levy. Woo!
1: I got my uh, degree in uh, broadcast electronic communications arts, uh, which is a complicated way of saying that I make lattes for a living, uh, so thank you going very well. I don't mind making
2: lattes, I don't mind because
1: a while back, I realized whatever I do uh, for a living, I'm going to end up just making money for the man, so I might as well... Make the least amount of money for the man possible.
0: He um yeah, microphone is terrible. Can you switch okay. with a different one? I'm sorry, that one is four, and four is a bad one. Any other one than that? There you go. Take take it from the top.
1: I got my degree in uh broadcast electronic communications arts, uh, which is a complicated way to say to make lattes for a living. Bam. Okay, now then we'll uh skip to everything else. Um oh fuck, I did okay. I, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I decided a while ago I don't mind uh, working cafes because, yes, I have to work for the man my whole life, but at least I'm going to make the least amount of money possible for the man. And it's true, I may not be able to afford access to health care or clean drinking water, but at least I still have my principles. So that's what's important, right? So good on for me. I'm feeling good about that. Thank you. Um, uh, it's not that bad working for, for the man, really, uh, the, the guy I work for, he's less the man and more a man. So he's not, you know, he just runs a small cafe, lives in a studio apartment in San Francisco. It's carpeted. Not that nice, but I've been in there. So <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, his name's William. He, he's, he's less the man. He's more, uh, my man. So things are going very well. I, I feel good about that. I don't know. I'm trying to figure things out. I had an interesting experience happen to me recently where I think people uh, people always assume, no matter what situation they're in, that they know what's best for them, right? I found this out. No matter how out of their depths they actually are. Like, a friend of mine uh, recently gave me as a gift uh, a bottle of moonshine, which he made. And I found out uh, if someone gives you moonshine, it probably means that they hate you. Like, it is not a good thing. It, this was 180 proof alcohol. And it tasted like a mixture of hand sanitizer and jet fuel. Like it was atrociously bad and very strong. And my friend, he, my friend was kind of to warn me. He said, you should know uh, that if you drink too much of this, there's a small possibility that you can go blind. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Let's do this. Right. And I, I took out, I filled up a flask with the moonshine uh, and I brought it to a party, and I'm not—I wasn't trying to trick anyone. Every person I offered it to people there, but every person I offered it to, I said, "Hey, just be careful. Uh, this is really strong moonshine." And every single person, without exception, went, uh, "Yeah, I've had alcohol before." <laughs> and just like lost, I had someone chase it with tequila. <laughs> so it, 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 people just think they know what's best for them. Uh, pretty much, no matter what. Uh, that was my main. I was. Uh, I, I feel like that needs some more, some more meat to that story, but that's you know, that's, that's a starting point for now. Um, I, uh, I had. Uh, I, I feel, I feel pretty good. I, I like the intro Pam gave me. She gave me a nice intro. However, it's not the most memorable intro I've ever had because I was once on a comedy show and the host said uh, this next comic uh, seems like he was homeschooled. Uh, And what that particular host did not know is that I actually was homeschooled, uh, and I'm trying my best to fit in, and I am doing something horribly wrong. Like, it wasn't a little bit of homeschooling either. It was the first grade through the 12th grade I was homeschooled. So it is innate to who I am. Uh, People sniff it out on me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. They see me, and they go like... Uh, This guy spent most of his childhood barefoot and wearing macaroni necklaces. I'm like, ah, he caught me. This fucking sucks, man. I don't know. I also had someone once say, hey, Ian, uh, you seem like you'd be pretty good at stilts. Which, okay, two things about that. One, I don't know what it means to be good at stilts, and yet somehow uh, it's still offensive. And two... I am actually pretty good at stilts. I had a lot of free time homeschooling. I'd wake up like, ah, second period stilts again. But up, but up, boop, 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 Uh Yeah. And sure, it would have been nice uh, if I had learned how to read, but you can't win them all. So that is my hot take on that. Okay, I think I'm out of time, guys. Thank you. Boom. <laughs>
0: and levy everyone homeschooled wonder i can't believe he's on the stage talking to us they let you out of that i thought that they homeschooled people in cages yeah (laughs) uh there's there's uh microphones around there's one back here too Um, anyone who has any comments unfortunately the one with like the tiger stripes on it is awful so if anybody wanted to switch those uh, XLR cables, that would be amazing. But no one asked, that would be confusing for you Don't know what that means. Okay, comments for Ian Levy. I know
1: what XLR I have a degree in broadcasting. Oh. XLR.
0: I'm a dick. You can switch them. Switch that one with the other one that's tangled up on the floor. Okay. And then that microphone will work so much Oof. better.
1: Oh, wait. Oh. My worth something.
0: <laughs> Yay. I can also
1: rap where it's over under style, Pam. I know what I'm doing. Ooh. Ooh, they don't get tangled that way. You can just throw them out. <laughs> he Their can only roll cost me forty thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> to learn
2: how to roll learn cords. That. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Zach. Hey, great set. Um, Thanks. I don't know what uh, like stereotypes are about homeschooled kids. Yeah. Maybe you know some, but whatever it is, those stereotypes are, and uh, uh, like, and however, and whatever, uh, like about you. Is is they're typically like homeschooled? Yeah. Try and make that connection stronger. Yeah. Uh, because you know you, it, it's fu- it's really funny, and but I just it doesn't it doesn't land for me because I don't quite make the connection. Yeah. So yeah. just tease that out a little bit. I
1: think the problem is I've tried to do something, and really uh, I've found that people know nothing about homeschoolers. So okay. I'm probably gonna expand it into a larger bit, but people just they the one thing that people like when comics talk about homeschooling. It's like that one joke where, like, oh, I was homeschooled, or no, they say like, oh, I slept with my teacher in school, and I was homeschooled, <laughs> uh, and it's never anyone with any knowledge or any any actual context. So I was trying to do more than uh, be a character, which I am anyway. So <laughs>
2: was...
4: hey, good good set. Oh, thank you. I, I get your homeschooled thing. You're you're just what I imagine also. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, wait. Your moonshine thing, which yeah. I know it's uh, you're you're just opening up the possibilities there. Uh, but when you said that people go blind from it, yeah. I thought there might be some jokes about that that happening as a result at it, the party or yeah. what happens at the party it as is a result. fun
1: to mock disabled people so that well there is that problem <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, people I'm who just, have
4: disabled themselves are yeah, yeah. somewhat slightly funnier
1: okay <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> maybe not yeah, yeah. Let's maybe go not.
1: mocking paraplegic uh, people who yes, are in car crashes I guess, like, ha-ha! Ha-ha. it's no. all
4: your fault huh okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but temporary blindness perhaps
1: okay temporary blindness okay that's good.
5: Um, I think it's funny that you say I don't care Jeff (laughs) I
4: think
5: it's funny you say that people don't understand homeschooling Yeah, but also you're like so obviously (laughs) homeschooled so like you should point out that like you try and educate them about it but like it doesn't help because you like fit all of the stereotypes
1: what are the stereotypes of homeschooling?
5: like you look like you use stilts you know (laughs) I don't know just you that's what I think about you know?
1: But is that just because I'm the only person? No, you
5: know no, I knew another kid that was homeschooled and he was, he was also really weird like
1: you. <laughs> that is
6: perfect.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Everybody clap wildly yay. for yay. Ian Levy, yay! <laughs> yeah! Taking the bullet for the rest of you. Oh! All oh. right. Uh, your next comedian, funny guy, put your hands together for Zach Foster!
3: What's up, Mutiny Radio? How's it going? I was not homeschooled. I kind of wish I was though. I could wear stilts and like fit in. Um alright. I uh, my my wife said to me the other day, she was like, we need we don't have enough black friends. Yeah, she said that. I was like, talk about white people problems. I'm not an expert in black people problems, but I was like, you know what? You're right. We don't. We need to diversify our friendship portfolio, drop the foreign and domestic, replace with black people. People are listening. I'm good. I've got people's ears. (laughs) The set is going well so far, (laughs) except uh, that guy. He's just reading a book. Um... Yeah, but it's a tough, it's a tough, it's tough, you know? It's really tough. Like, San Francisco's a really tough white people trying to make friends with black people market. Like, look, there's nobody, there's nobody here. There's, it's a tough market. Um, all right. Um, New Joke Workshop. Give it up for people making new jokes, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think white people want to make friends with black people like as an insurance policy for the next time they say something racist. It's like, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not racist. Um, black people really do like fried chicken. You know, I have two and a half black friends. I got Lamar, Shanice, and Chad. Chad has a black mom who had very little influence in naming him. Um, my wife always, she, like, whenever she meets black people, she always presents her, like, black person resume. You guys, you guys notice this sometimes? She's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I love hip-hop and watermelon. I'm like, I see why we don't have any black friends. Wouldn't it, it would be weird if, like, black people did that to white people. Like, hey, Zach, nice to meet you. Um, I love Utah. Let's go play bingo tonight at the bar. All right. Um, I was at the barber uh, the other day. And the guy's like, uh, what is your religion? And I'm like, Jewish. He's like, and I am Palestinian. Then he takes out a straight razor and goes... Lean back, Jewish boy. It is time for your neck. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna keep the beard. My wife, she likes the beard. Um, <laughs> nervous laughter. Yeah, yeah, she likes the beard. You know, it's, and then I go off into like my liberal Jewish person resume. I'm like, look, I support Palestine. I'm pro peace. That's not that I think he's gonna cut my neck. You know, I mean. It could just be an accident. I mean, it would look like an accident. (laughs) All right, guys, it's my time. Zach Foster, thanks so much.
0: Zach Zach Foster! Comments from the people in the audience. as a comment, microphones all around. And then you get to say things that you think in your head. People have thoughts. No one has thoughts. What are you thinking about? <laughs> are we all thinking about ourselves? <laughs> Does anyone have anything to say? About there
7: we go. Angela Weaver up in the mic. Um, I think black jokes are hard. <laughs> um, but I think I think one part that uh, for as an audience person, I felt disconnected when you were like, "There's no one in the room" when there was one. I think yeah. you could have did a lot more with that um, yeah. when there's like a black person and you're talking about. You having a black friend, I think there's like a lot that could be done with that one. Yeah,
0: totally. Work the room. New material. Here we go. Yeah. I
1: um, I, I was just say that you should because um, th- I I feel like a lot of uh, comics that usually are white guys try to talk about race, and it's like like what was kind of your your reason for doing it. Um, well, it's just you know
3: the the whole that that whole bit was based on it was just a real yeah. thing my wife said to me and I was just like that's you know kind of a bit absurd I should yeah. sort of that's that's material.
1: I would in my in my experience it's it's always funnier uh, if you're the bad guy and if that makes sense like even if it's something you don't do change it to maybe the things that's wrong because it's it feels sometimes if you're calling out other people. Uh, it feels kind of preachy sometimes. If yeah. you're like, Ooh, like if you're a white guy and you're like, oh, white guys suck." That's um, mm-hmm. it can feel. I don't know. I think it's more. Uh, it's, I think it just works better for comedy if you kind of make yourself the problem. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense, or try to make it from that point of view. Um, but it's, yeah, sorry. It's just a suggestion. But clap
0: cool, cool, your hands wildly, everybody, for Zach Foster. On the yeah! You're here at Joke Workshop, Mutiny Radio, your next comedian, What a Funny Lady. Clap your hands wildly for Judith Silverstein!
4: Hey there, happy Monday night. Um, working out, instead of uh, working out new material, I'm just going to keep trying to get the same old material right. See if I can do it right one time. So, uh, so here it is. Um, Zach, um, I do, I do think you should keep your beard though, uh, because um, I really like the fashion of beards on young men, because it uh, keeps me from wanting to sleep with them, uh, and that does save me a lot of embarrassment. So, hang on to that. Hang on to that thing. It's, a, it's like a cougar repellent. Uh, anyway, so I just turned 54 and uh, very pleased with myself about that. Uh, But a lot of uh, ageists out there might say that that is a little bit late to be getting started in stand-up comedy, a little bit late. Um, But I actually have this worked out quite uh, carefully so that um, I uh, uh, die right when I'm peaking. And uh, uh, so, I'm right, pretty much right on the schedule. Um, now, a lot of uh, you entertainment professionals here in the audience um, at Mutiny Radio will probably be using drug overdose to get this kind of timing just right. Um, but I am from Berkeley, uh, so uh, I'm gonna go with natural causes. I'm gonna look, look into natural causes for that. Um, now, uh, I know what you're thinking. Um, I look uh, very young for my age young and beautiful, and uh, uh, I know this is true uh, because I am constantly hearing this from my gigolo. I, I hear nothing else. Um, he says to me, Judith, I can't believe you are in your 50s. You have the life accomplishments of someone half your age. Oh. Um, but you know um, don't be don't be too depressed for me uh, even though it is very depressing to have an uppity gigolo uh, because uh, you guys I don't really have a gigolo that's just some stupid material um, uh, you know I, I find that I don't need a, a gigolo because you got to remember that I'm a straight woman um, and the demographic that I am dealing with uh, they will fuck a frozen turkey if you leave it unattended on the counter um, so I'm I'm actually finding that uh, the menopause thing is is not really turning out that badly. Um, I'm still I'm still competitive with the frozen turkey, uh, but uh, uh, however, it is not all giggles and farts. Uh, uh, I think the the biggest challenge of menopause is uh, that it really messes with my identity. Um, like the other night, I was uh, home uh, watching porn, and uh, I realized that I am not even a MILF anymore, you guys. I mean, technically, uh, but uh, I love it that I always get the horn right there. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I, I try not to let it bother me because it's, it's not like I was a mom either, so. That's, nothing has really changed there. Um, Well, I want to take you out of here on just a little bit of a higher note. Um, I want to make sure that you guys do not think I am a bad feminist. Uh, I know it is wrong to uh, define myself in terms of porn categories. That is not the way to think about myself. Um, But I just want to say on a serious note uh, that I think uh, that porn has become our national common ground. Um, And, you know, the other night uh, I was here um, and I heard Zach telling this joke about um, jerking off to uh, incest porn. I mean, he's very graphic and, and I mean, incest porn, you guys, you know what that is? You know what that is? That is exactly the same porn that I watch. exactly the same Um, and here I thought all I had in common with a cool cat hipster like uh, Zach here uh, is these uh, wiry black hairs that I'm pushing up on my chin Uh, so I'll take you out of here probably going over my time Um, uh, but uh, let's uh, just you know try to pick up the energy and uh, with me and and give give a shout out to incest porn for uniting us across the generations come on
0: kids Judas Silverstein an Incest Born, yeah! Comments?
5: Um, why do you want to die at your peak? I know that like a lot of comedians have done that, but why is it like a desirable thing? Okay, um,
4: okay. well the way the joke used to be is I would say that I would uh, die just about the time people get sick of me. And maybe I should put it back, it would be clearer. I just thought I wanted to shorten the joke, make it sweeter. Um, but the idea oh. is that you die before you get overexposed. Okay. Because comedians get overexposed, and people are like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, that's I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that guy." Got it. Okay. okay. Should I tell it longer? Should no, I explain I think that? You
5: should ever, never try to make a joke longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I was just kind of confused.
4: Okay, yeah. maybe I'll say, "Die before I get overexposed."
5: So I yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you could talk more about how Berkeley you are. Like, you're wearing Keens. You know, like you could. Totally. You could like. There's something there. I hmm.
4: do. I have a whole routine about how I'm an intellectual and an activist. I just didn't have time to you go think into. You
5: you're better than everyone else? Uh, totally. Yeah. I
4: say I'm an intellectual. I've I've read the covers of many important books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a political activist. Right. I I spend at least two hours a day deleting political emails. I got. I have it. a bunch of jokes about. It.
5: Also, I um, suck. Do you really watch incest porn? It
2: seems.
4: Um, I really do watch incest porn, and the um, I think the exciting thing about porn for women is you guys are watching it picking the category of porn that you want to see but um, when a woman watches it she's like which category of woman am I you know because it's kind of set Why up you watch incest porn um, well, you know, I you know you I mean, have to talk to my therapist about that. Yeah. I'm just wondering. There's maybe there's something there. I'm just. I'm oh sorry. no! Explore I don't that. To, yeah. I don't mean to
5: pry. Well, um, okay. the
4: reason I use the joke is uh, I'm sorry. I'm taking that that joke seriously, which is uh, that question seriously. Um, but the reason I, I use it is because I wanted to say that porn was bringing together the generations. So oh, okay. it's just a joke about okay, yeah. you know mo- f- mothers and sons and yeah.
8: I thought your incest porn joke was about how like you're an older woman so all the porn you watch feels like you're watching, you know what I mean, like you're watching kids. You all seem like
4: ah. children. It is true. You all you do all seem like children to me.
8: Are you in high true. school?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no.
4: You are, aren't you?
0: <laughs> okay, um, that's it for me. Fantastic. Yeah, everybody clap your hands together for Judith. Yay! Meow, 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 meow. Your next comedian. He does the OMGs now on Tuesday night. What a lovely human being he is, sacrificing his Tuesday nights for all of us. We appreciate him so much. Clap wildly for Boris Skirkov.
9: Thank you. I like that we were were talking about Berkeley, Uh, Judith. You brought up Berkeley. Actually, I went to Berkeley for uh, two years, and Berkeley is a very uh, interesting place because there's a lot of uh, poverty and homelessness that often clashes with uh, the people that go to school there. At UC Berkeley, which is like, you could say, like a more privileged class, like educated, probably... You know, it's very different, two very different sides. And I remember one day I was walking on Telegraph Avenue, and uh, someone yelled, this man laying on the street yelled, go back to where you came from, yelled out loud. And then a, 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 a young uh, Asian woman, I think a freshman, you can kind of tell sometimes, you know, uh, she yelled back, I will. Next semester I'm studying abroad there. Uh, it was a very was an interesting clash. Um... My name is Boris. I'm not originally from here. I'm actually from uh, from Russia. Um, and I, I've been talking to my mother about why we moved to San Francisco, to America. And she said, well, in Russia, like, there's poverty and crime. And there were bread lines. Like, you would not imagine the bread lines. And we moved to San Francisco. And I don't know if you've been to Tartine on a Saturday. But the last loaf on the Eastern Front doesn't have that kind of demand. That is just... Whew. All right. Um, I I have a Twitter that I don't use very often. Um, I had 15 tweets on there from like a year ago, uh, and it actually my tw- my Twitter got like blocked. Like I couldn't log in yesterday, and so I spoke to someone at Twitter why it was like blocked, and they said, well, um, due to your lack of activity and uh, recent news about external. Uh, forces. Uh, we thought it would be smart to block your account, and I was like, "Do you? Th- did you just say I'm a Russian bot? <laughs> like that seems like what you're going for." And I kept just trying to. I like I told him my name so he would know my account. I told him my name was Boris Kirko, and he he would refuse to say my name. I'm like, just say it. Like that is probably why. Like, if my middle name was Vladimir, I don't think I'd be able to get him on the phone even. It'd um, be a very difficult. I got defensive very quickly. Like, right after he said that, I was like, well, you guys, like, are responsible for Trump in office. Um, but he he wasn't very nice about that. Um, but yeah, I don't use Twitter very often. He actually asked me, like, why I have why I don't tweet, like, ever. And I was like, well, I just like to follow, like, comedians and journalists. And he was like, well, what were these, like, 15 generic tweets? And I was like, well, those are... Things I thought were jokes. He was like, "Well, they're not very funny." I was like, "Well, I should train that bot better then." <laughs> and then just hung up. Um, I, I have a friend who's uh, who just lost a lot of weight doing this thing called like calorie counting. You know, it's so when you count like literally every calorie of what you eat. You log it and all that. He lost thirty pounds, and he was like, "You should do it with me, Boris." And so. It was me and Jeremy. We're both going to do calorie counting for two months. He counted his calories. I counted his calories. It's great. Um, I still haven't lost any weight. Um, That could be funny. Um, Was there anything else? Uh, uh, No, I I think that was it. Thank you guys for listening.
0: Boris Kirko, yay! Do you do you think you're fat?
9: No, but I want to lose weight. You can always improve yourself. That's a weird thing to say, but I don't know. I'd like to lose weight.
0: I I, I just I want to know more about like so like I don't know. I just I just thought like I think you look fine. I don't. I don't okay. I, But if you have body dysmorphia issues, no, whatever, I don't have body like, okay. dysmorphia. I I'd
9: like to think I don't. It would be terrible. If but I like counting this calories,
0: right there's got to be something funny in there though about like.
9: I just thought the idea of ca- be- counting calories was funny. Um, but I don't think it would make sense to say it with regard to two other people that are not myself.
0: <laughs> but and, but that they're men too is interesting. That guys are mm-hmm. trying to restrict their calories to do something to their body. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be something mm. there, like because usually that's a chick thing, right?
9: I don't. I didn't think that. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. It, I'm, maybe... I'm a,
0: What's the opposite of a misogynist? Uh, um, there's a word for it. Uh, misandrist. Misandry. Mis-
9: mis- sure.
0: Sorry. Other comments? Sorry.
10: Oh. Um I really like the the breadline joke, mm-hmm. but like what was the place you mentioned? Tartinas? Tartines. Yeah. Tartines. So I I don't know where that is. Yeah. So like it takes me a it's second. Hu- it's hard to think of a popular so, place. I mean like no, if you say like enough. I don't know, is there it's some popular. place that has like eggs or coffee in the name? Or like Bistro, just so people get it immediately. Because it took me a second yeah. before I knew that was the punchline, like you had moved on. Well, that's you, why I
9: don't like that joke, actually,
10: because it's no,
0: very no, like local. No, 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 it's, it's totally a, local. Are like you it. not a hipster in San Francisco?
10: I am not. Not yet. Yeah, so it
0: doesn't make sense for you. Yeah, Tartine. <laughs> Tartine used to be on 18th and Guerrero, and now they just opened one over here on, like, or down on this other. Yeah they, now, yeah, they have two now. They have two now, and it's like $4 croissants, but they make them with real butter. People wait around in the line yeah. in the thing. So, like, anyone from San Francisco is going to love that joke. Joke. You can't do it in Chicago, yeah. but like but yeah. here, it makes sense.
10: Yeah, maybe just add beast joke.
3: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just actually a follow up on that bit. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you know, it, you see people not laughing. You just be like, dude, you're obviously not friends in San Francisco. You're a tourist, whatever. You can mm-hmm. you can work with the audience if people like you get that reaction. Um, and then the other uh, the other thing is like on the Twitter bot. I really mm-hmm. like that bit, and maybe it's like. You know, he, he says, oh, what are those? You're like, oh, they're jokes. And then maybe you're like, oh, they were lost in translation. Like, I don't know, maybe there's mm-hmm. a joke about how they were lost in translation yeah. from the Russian or something. I don't know. All right. Hey.
7: I, too, love the Russian bot joke. Um, Thank you. What, what maybe make it connect more is if you said your username first, because I didn't Ooh. want to assume that you were Russian, even though you did uh, kind of say yeah,
9: that. The, the, yeah. But I really liked it. Thank you. Cool, thank you guys so much.
2: (laughs)
0: Boris Kirko! Hooray! And then, yay, your next comedian has a last name that I'm going to try to pronounce. Put your hands together. For Max
2: Mwakan!
11: (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm excited to be here. I left work early to get here. I work in downtown. I work for Fitbit but I don't wear a Fitbit, so that's that's pretty awkward, right? Like my coworkers just stare at me all the time. They're like, oh my God, he doesn't even know how far he's walked. Or like, you know, that Max guy just walked by, but did he really? Uh, I don't know, I feel like every time I show up to the office it's like I've committed a faux pas. Working at Fitbit and not wearing a Fitbit's like showing up uninvited to an AA meeting with a keg of beer. Everybody stares at you disapprovingly, and you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. That's a joke about AA, 12-step. Anybody here in AA? All right, way to stay anonymous. I uh, Recently, though, like, a coworker of mine came up to me and gave me, like, we were coming out with a new Fitbit. He gave it to me. He's like, hey, we need you to wear this, try it out, you know, make sure there aren't any bugs before we release it. And I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. He was like, why? I was like, well, it's going to screw up a bunch of jokes I wrote, like, priorities, right? I uh, I do, like, data science. So basically, like, what that is, like, the – the Fitbits like when a customer wears it, they generate data. the company like collects it stores it in a database. I look at it and I'm like, all right like what do you what do you want me to do about it i uh it's like a lot of, I do a lot of like math like i'm I'm a big math enthusiast, enough so that I insist on referring to the matrix movie trilogy as the matrices and uh yeah, thank you, <laughs> and another thing that's cool about that too is like my name's Max, which is like a math term. And my boss is a Vietnamese guy named Min, So like, you know, he he can't tell me what to do, you know? I got the upper hand in that relationship. I, uh, we get like unlimited paid time off, which is cool. So like I, I went to Iceland a year ago. I flew uh Wow Airlines, cause it's like super cheap. So you look at the bill and you're just like, wow. I guess that's, you know, how's it going, Bill? <laughs> uh, so I fly to Iceland, I get there, I find out they lost my bag and I was like, wow. Good job, guys. I guess that's why they call it wow. That was the day I learned it's pronounced sarcastically. That's really the only airline you can pronounce sarcastically, right? You couldn't really be like, Southwest. They'd be like, why, why are you saying it that way? Are you implying that we're a different direction? So, Well, I am about to fly from LA to DC, whatever direction that is. It's northeast. It? But it's a round-trip flight, so catch me on the way back. I might pronounce it a little differently. Uh, <laughs> I also went to Cambodia. Like I studied abroad there when I was a senior in college, and it's cool. But you get like food poisoning a lot. Getting food poisoning when you visit when you visit Cambodia is like hearing the call for prayer when you visit a Muslim country. It happens five times a day, and every time it happens, you're just like, "This is pretty annoying." But you know, it's it's part of the culture, so I guess I just got to deal with it. You know. All right, I'll haul in there. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Yeah!
0: Not sure how to pronounce your last name. Uh, hey, stay up there, everybody. Comments, comments for Max. New jokes coming at you. Hey, Max.
4: Um, I just saw a story about um, how um, in the military, people's Fitbits are revealing um, information to, uh, like, spies and stuff, looking looking down from looking at them on Google or some damn thing. They can see their data. Um, and I just thought... Um, there's a pressing need for commentary about that. <laughs> From the
0: inside. Inside commentary.
12: Hey, Max. This is Bill. I actually thought that those were great jokes. I think the only uh, thing you need to do is uh, muscle your way through them a little bit more. Like, just, uh, just you don't need to say them like, like is this funny? You, you can genuinely just be like, I own this joke. Right. Just the ownership. So, but I think in terms of like the writing in them, that's like exactly the space you need to be operating in.
0: I think they're in a tech startup together. Uh, so he used all those, I'm like, those are buzzwords for comedy, I've never heard those before. Are there? Everybody put your hands together for Max, yay! Your next comedian, what a, what a tall drink of water with a with a great haircut on him today, really putting himself together. Uh, making that look work, uh, trying to get boys and girls to be his friend. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jeff Dean. Yeah. Hey guys. How's
5: it going? I I did get a haircut. I liked it. I was pretty excited about it. I asked someone, some guy I asked how, what he thought. He said I looked, I thought he said I looked all right, and I was like, oh, thank you. He said, no, I, you, alt-right. So, <laughs> I didn't feel very good. Um... I know how I look, I'm sorry. I feel like I feel like I look like the exact opposite of like everything Mutiny Radio stands for. Like I feel like people come to Mutiny Radio and make podcasts like because of me, you know? So like you're welcome. Like you're like could this guy look any douchier, you know? And I can. Look, look. There you go. Huh? Yeah. It gets worse, guys. Yeah. So. This guy seems uncomfortable and it's cause we look pretty similar. I think (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, I've been hanging out with my girlfriend a lot. She's my girlfriend. I have a girlfriend guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, We uh, we were watching we were looking for a movie the other day on Amazon on our smart TV and I saw Big Daddy we were scrolling I was like oh my God Big Daddy love that movie you want to watch that movie like I've seen it already but I'll gladly watch it again love that movie she was like this doesn't look very good you know and I was like you don't understand this is not like other Adam Sandler movies it's a good one you know and she she was like well it's not it's not on Prime like we'd have to pay for it and I was. I'm like, baby girl, don't you worry, okay, you know? Like, I got that shit on DVD, you know? So, so I had to unpack the DVD player, you know? We're watching. We start watching it. My girlfriend, I should never watch movies with her, especially one that I'm, like, recommending for us to watch. Like, she's not fucking paying attention the whole time. She goes up, she gets up to go to the bathroom I'm like I pause it because I'm a gentleman and she's like no don't worry you watch I'll listen like you'll listen I'm watching this I've watched this before I'm doing this for you you know it's very frustrating she um she always says things aren't believable in movies she said Star Wars wasn't believable like that's a sci-fi movie you know? And she burned sage in the apartment. Like, get the fucking crystals off your neck if you're gonna, before you say something's not believable. She said the sister act wasn't believable. I'm like, how many black nuns do you know? Anyway, we finished the movie. She was like, it wasn't very good. I'm like, you're not, you didn't even pay attention to the movie. You can't say that, you know? And then she looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and showed me it has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is fucking embarrassing. She was right. I, was, I felt so stupid. I hate Rotten Tomatoes. It ruins everything. Have you ever watched a movie and you hate it? And then you look it up on Rotten Tomatoes and it has like over 90% and you're like, oh, I'm stupid. Again, obviously I missed something. Some sort of underlying motif I didn't understand, you know? It's like, that, it's like if I wanted to feel like that, I'd read a poem that doesn't rhyme or something. Um, my girlfriend, she told me, she said she said, Jeff, you don't have to you don't have to go you can go against the tomato meter, you know, you can go against it. I don't know if I have the confidence to go against the tomato meter though. I don't know. Um but I'm trying. I was looking at the reviews for for Big Daddy and uh not very valid, I don't think. One guy left a review in two thousand ten. Movie came out in nineteen ninety nine. Who the fuck is leaving reviews twelve years later? It's like oh This week, I'm reviewing Oscar winner Shape of Water. Get ready for next week, my hard-hitting review on She's All That with Freddie Prince Jr. Anyway, um, that's my time. Thanks, guys.
0: Jeff Dean, also a dead look-alike for Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, Hey, comments from everybody. I really, I laughed hard at that poet joke just because it hit close to home right there. I like the unrhyming poetry. Oh, Moon Show getting up. Yeah, uh,
8: I think you can tell like how old somebody is by what movies they've seen. So when you said she didn't see yeah. Big Daddy, I was like, is she twelve? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think there's that's what I thought.
13: Uh, hey, Jeff, I just love the douchey one where you take out the lanyard because yeah. like I've always seen you as a prop comic. <laughs> and um, it's a good bit, man. Okay,
0: thank you. Backstage pass to uh, any, any, Anybody have comments right. for Jeff Dean? Oh. Yay, Jeff oh, Dean, yay! Oh. oh, Pam. Oh, sorry, 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 I didn't see Cut you. Cut me see off, you. all good. I was
9: just going to say that I think uh, what you ended with, talking about how could you go against the tomato meter, um, I think you could do something with that about, like, Why wouldn't you want to go against the tomato meter? Like what? Like maybe you could talk about like um, like situations where the tomato meter is like clearly wrong, or like why why it is wrong. I don't know It's Maybe like I'm trending
0: bullshit. now on Facebook Or on, on, on Netflix Fuck you fa- Netflix Don't tell me what's trending now well, Everybody else likes it I'm supposed to like it Everybody else yeah. likes it They gave it Rotten Tomatoes 90% I'm supposed to love it Like yeah. if you but I just feel uh, like I'm like the guy who, can't, who doesn't
9: have the confidence to go. Then, then you can talk you about have like, no Why passion you wouldn't about go anything? against the tomato meter <laughs> uh? Then you can talk about Why you wouldn't go against the tomato meter Like ever I don't know. I'm full of shit, too.
14: How you're a passionless fish. So, so, so Jeff, here's an example. Uh, Nicolas Cage movie, Con Air, right? Best fucking movie ever. Only 55% are on tomatoes. Clearly, there's a problem with their
0: algorithm. I don't believe Con Air is amazing. What? Let's not get in a fight right now. We have too many comedians yes. together. Hey, everybody clap wildly for Jeff Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Any movie with Steve Buscemi dealing with dolls in a background and a small child is equivocally one of the best movies that ever happened. It's a creepy, beautiful moment. It's so heartfelt and touching. Just like what your next comedian's gonna do, he's gonna touch those heartstrings and just pling them right into happiness for you. Put your hands together for Dan Shibley!
15: Thank you, Pam. I'm fucking alone, guys. My lady moved out i'm all by myself spent a lot of time in my room with no one else there you know your mind gets up to some weird shit when you're all by yourself you start thinking about some crazy things like my mind goes to the place of like what don't i already know about myself you know what don't you already know about yourself i start thinking about the deep cognitive programs buried in your subconscious that she does You don't have any access to them. Why am I attracted to one woman and not another? Is there a difference between brain and mind? Also, I've never seen my own butthole. Thanks, Pam. Hey, you said my name right. That was good. Thank you for doing that. Not many people do it. It's an Ellis Island last name, which means it's fucking made up. It's, uh, it was hard as a kid having the name Shively, though, because, like, in school, all the kids would always call me Stinky-ass Dan Shively, you know? hurt my feelings. This was just made up in Ellis Island, you know? It was just, like, some fucking hungover immigration official just like, what is your name? Shibeli. I'm not Italian. I just I don't know what the original was. No, you're not Shibeli. You're Shively now. And here we are. I have to fucking be the stinky kid in third grade. Do you guys all remember the smelly kid in class? You remember? Yeah, hell yeah. Everyone had one, right? Is that yeah? Yeah. He just blank stares over there. All right. Yeah, that's me. How's the smelly kid? And it's like this weird effect where it's like they already hate me. Why? Why start trying now? <laughs> fucking Mrs. Draben. She was a, my sixth grade teacher. Was the first one to tell me. Pulled me aside, Dan. Maybe you should uh, fucking start wearing deodorant now. You know, I was like, "Fuck you, Mrs. Draven." She was in a Polka band. I didn't say any of that. I just started doing it. Anyway, what else you guys want to fucking talk about? <laughs> you want? There's some new faces here, so I'm gonna tell you my dirty joke that uh, this guy's heard over here. Uh, I want to be rich. I want to be a rich guy. I want to know what that feels like. Uh, it seems like being rich would be fucking awesome. Those guys, rich guys, they could do whatever the fuck they want all the time. It seems like being rich would feel just like being in the Make-A-Wish Foundation, except at the end, you're not a dead kid. I like how you look at me. <laughs> Do-do-do. <laughs> well, I, you know, like- I wanted to laugh, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, I think if we're being honest with ourselves, though, it's like if the Make-A-Wish kids did really have, like, a wish they'd have, it would be just fucking let this be over with. You know? Make it stop! Okay, I mean, that's, I mean, that's an open mic only tag. I'm so hungover, you guys. I'm fucking... Yes, Pam, the horn of mercy. I was at a wedding this week i have on a massive dry streak with the ladies, you know, like, there was nothing going on with my girlfriend, and then now I'm single, so it's like, extra long dry streak, you know, and I'm at this fucking wedding, right, and this fucking dime piece, beautiful girl of my dreams starts dancing with me for three hours, she danced with me. And then you know how, like, at a wedding it starts towards the end of the night, it's like, now it's the slow songs, uh, we're all gonna dance paired off. you know what I did? I fucking went back to my room! God damn it, why did I do that? I pussed out, man. I think I had a shot. She kept looking at me right in my fucking eyes when we were dancing. Problem was, was, fucking my parents were also in my room, so... There was no play there. You know, you know, I know. Thanks for the advice, man. That's my time.
0: Big. Advice that would have been great last weekend. Dan Shively, yay, yay. What's a ten, what's a dime piece? I've never heard that before. A, a, I didn't. I've never heard that as like a girl like oh she's a dime piece. I've just never heard it per- before. Perfect ten. Perfect ten. Okay. I'm and a dummy pens. It's fine yeah. I didn't know what DTF meant either Someone texted me that And I was like I don't know what that means
16: I uh, I liked the uh, the I've never seen my asshole And then you did the uh, Stinky kid And then your nickname So I wanted those To be tied together So I was oh. like Oh you're looking at your asshole To see why you're the stinky kid and, Yeah
0: There you go Other comments For the There's Oh She's moving up.
4: Um, I just I like your stage presence. I like the way you stand in the misery. You just stand in it.
2: Thanks.
0: Does uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone have any dating advice for Dan? Does anybody have any tips or helpful hints? Give up. No, that's not nice. Some yeah, I, some say raise the bar. Some say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. That's my advice. Uh, Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Dan Chively! Yeah! Um, I'm feeling a little proud of myself because last Friday I sang karaoke, and I made it comedy karaoke by singing Alanis Morissette's Ironic in the style of James Hetfield from Metallica. And it fucking murdered better than almost any comedy set I've ever done. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Nobody likes Metallica. Okay, your next comedian. I maybe she. Who doesn't love Metallica? Put your hands together, everybody, for Angelica Weaver.
7: Hey guys said, hey guys, everyone's so alive tonight, I love it. Uh, let's see, San Francisco's a weird place. Uh, it's a bunch of regular drivers complaining about Uber drivers and I don't really get it. I, I side with the Uber driver there because I'm like, at least they get paid to drive like shit. The rest of us just kind of drive like shit for free. Like it doesn't make sense. Who's the real loser there? I, uh I recently was eating a bag of chips, and on the bag it said 50% fat-free. 50% fat-free, which meant the other 50% was full of fat, so I don't think they understood how free worked. Like, I wouldn't want to date a guy who was like, yo, I'm 80% chlamydia-free, right? Like, that means you have chlamydia. That's how that works. Uh, I've been doing well, recently, financially, doing really well. Uh, Woo, thank you, appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Every flight that I've been in, I've been in first class, which is really classy. Um, I haven't flown first class yet, but I've been in it, because you have to go through it to get to coach. So for a minute, I get to dream, it's beautiful. Uh, but when I do fly, I fly in the emergency exit row because it's the only row where you can get more legs face without paying for it, which is beautiful. I love a good deal. And every time you do that, there's a trade-off. So the flight attendant comes up to your row and looks at all of you in the eyes and says, hey, you know that by sitting here, you're agreeing that if this plane goes down, you're willing to assist with the passengers, uh, which seems like a really big trade-off for a more legroom, but I think it's worth the risk. Uh, and so as they look at you, they kind of go down each row and look at each and every person and say, I need a verbal yes from all of you. And so they go down and you're like, yes, 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 yes. And I was really impressed. I started looking at all the men in the row and I was like, take notes, men. This is how you ask for consent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Valuable lesson in consent there. It was great. Um, I have more. Um. Ooh. I have time for one more. Oh, okay, uh, so a lot of folks are complaining that everyone's too sensitive nowadays, so there's a lot of snowflakes, as they like to call folks. Uh, they're really upset that they can't be racist or homophobic or sexist, and I feel like, if you feel like not being able to be racist, homophobic, or sexist means that you can't talk, uh, then maybe you should be quiet. <laughs> That's my time. Thank you. Angelica Weaver! Just say anything nice,
0: don't say it at all. Except comedy, we tell everyone to suck my balls. Hey, everybody, comments for Angelica Weaver. Yay! Comments! There we go!
15: I like the way that you smile and piss around, I like that energy. It's pretty cool. It's interesting to watch. That's my note. Uh,
13: Hello again. Uh, I like the airline joke, especially just topic, the topic of men actually learning to ask for consent. Um, I just think the uh, setup to it could be shorter before you get to the punch. Got it. it.
16: Actually, that was my note, too. Like, it's uh, the the asking for consent thing is the funniest part of that bit. Just getting to it faster is going to make it funnier.
0: Unless when you do the no's, you make all the no's somehow different, and they were some sort of act outy sort of thing. Because you say no, like, four times, but it's all in the same tone. So if you use that opportunity to do something different with it, then yippee, but if not, like, eh. Everybody clap wildly! Yeah, Angelica
2: Weaver.
0: As a fake air horn, your next comedian. Uh, hey, he's a great guy. He's been like guest hosting for people and being awesome. He just recently this Sunday guest hosted at OMG, and you guys are gonna love him right now. Clap wildly for Graham Galway!
13: Thank you. Pam. Pam, it's nice to see you, especially with your shirt on. (laughs) You people were not at the strip club, Mike, this Sunday. That actually happened. Um, How quickly I forget what I was going to talk about. Uh, So like dating and deal breakers, like there are certain things a person can say or do that will make you break up with them immediately, right? You would think. Here's something someone said to me. We're in bed, it's Pillow Talk. These were her exact words. Uh, next time, just kill yourself. Deal breaker, right? Not, not, not so much. We're still sleeping together. God, does she snore. There's probably another punch to that, but it's a new one. Uh, I'm right with you, dude. Uh, speaking of which, so I think we're all comics, and you know that we're awful people, right? Yes. Yes. So some comics in the scene actually have a Deadpool going on. <laughs> For anyone who is not familiar with the concept of a Deadpool, you put money in, and you you bet, and if the person you chose is the first one to kill themselves, you win the money. I was not offended to learn that I was in the Deadpool. I was slightly hurt to learn that I was losing. (laughs) But given recent events, I think my ranking went up a few points. Oh. (laughs) I don't know most of you, so that's fair. Anyway, I think I have time for one more. Um, So yeah, I've been doing comedy for not very long. Yeah, you know, we have the terms. We, someone does well, we say they killed. Someone does poorly, we say they bombed. Um, and I have a lot of practice bombing, especially in this room, on this exact stage. This is a microphone. I have a lot of practice bombing. So it was really disheartening when I read on Twitter about this 14-year-old kid. He gets up his first time ever, and he kills. He doesn't just kill. Like, he blows the walls off that place. It was some nightclub in Fallujah. Oh, come on. You're comics. I know it was dark, but fuck. Um, you know what? That's everything I brought for you.
0: Grim Galway, everyone! La, 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 la! Fallujah jokes! Why did everybody go, the Fallujah joke? Are we upset about... Well, I mean, is it is it too obvious? Or what's the problem with the we got a little bit of both from the back yeah I mean it's I mean it's yeah he's bombing and I mean I don't know how it would be. how do you make a bombing joke more topical when there's actual bombs happening I don't know, I don't know. it's napalm uh, does anyone else does anyone have any comments we're all kind of like comment free I, I would be usually more comment full but I just can't stop looking at my fucking Facebook feed because I have like 190 comments on this dumb little post I put out today and I'm like, I've never been this popular. So I'm totally not paying the attention to any of you tonight. <laughs> Sorry. I shot uh,
13: at Jeff Dean earlier, so I feel like someone deserves to take one at me anyway.
0: A shot at you? What do you mean?
13: Anything, really.
0: Oh, you want someone to make fun of you? Are we are You already do the sloth joke. I love the sloth joke.
2: That,
13: thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really? Uh, is it comments? Anybody? Anybody? Save the time for the room. it's gonna do it. She's gonna get up there.
16: I think uh, the being in a Deadpool thing is actually really funny. In an, like a real audience, you could like mine it by explaining it to the audience because like normal people probably won't know. Yeah. So like explaining it can be really funny. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey.
4: I thought a Deadpool, what most people know of a Deadpool, is just a, a pool about who's going to die this year. It is. I, so, I, I, uh, kind, of, yeah. I kind of forced to Okay. Deaf deaf. You're right. It's um, a movie with
0: that cute guy in it. What's the. But he wears a man.
13: Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds.
4: <laughs> and then you made an, an, an inside joke, but it did get me curious what the joke was. If people. You said you made a joke about yourself committing suicide and something about if people knew you.
13: That was Tuesday.
4: Alright, well, uh, it's Tuesday, it must be suicide day Okay, never mind
0: yeah. Every, Oh, here we go
10: One more um, I thought the, the suicide thing was funny with the Deadpool um, But you can maybe say Like you were upset that You weren't like a first round pick Or that you slid or something like that And bring up maybe like the, the joke about The girl saying you should kill yourself After you had sex uh-huh. <laughs> so Maybe tie those two together
13: Interesting Thank you
10: Thanks, guys. Graham Galloway, everyone, yay! Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: And uh, if I am a little off tonight, but it's because I'm on Dayquil. I don't know if any of you have taken Dayquil at night, but it is in fucking. It is amazing. It is good. I can't believe it's over the counter. Your next comedian's gonna make you laugh, everybody. Nicole Kalasich! She's not here? Nope. Oh! Then your next comedian. This is second week in a row. Clap your hands wildly for Ryan Hitzler
10: Thank you, thank you Um, I came up with this joke today at work when I was supposed to be doing work Um, So just give me a little time So I recently started working with an Irishman. He started about a week and a half ago And he's a really funny guy. I like talking to him about differences in our culture, Um, him being from Dublin, Ireland, me being from the San Francisco Bay Area. And one of the things that we kind of bash and um, fight over is American football. He doesn't like it too much. He thinks that um, it isn't as sophisticated or exciting as regular British or Irish football. And we kind of boiled it down to two points. The first being that it's too much stop and go. There's about seven seconds in between each play and throughout a 60 minute game. There's, yeah, it's, I mean, 11 minutes of play for 60 minutes of a whole game. It's not too much. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I guess you're right, but that's kind of all I really want. Like I respect footballers in the British, uh, the British sense of the term. You guys run around for about an hour and a half. Like, that's cool and everything, but if that's all that's really going on, it's kind of fucking boring. Like, I love nature documentaries. They're one of my favorite things. And uh, one of my favorite animals is the polar bear. And polar bears are fascinating creatures. They can swim for about three and a half days straight, some even more than that. Um, but if I'm watching a documentary and that's all that's going on, like... Probably going to be changing the channel. Um, what I want to see is a polar bear ripping apart baby seals and walruses. And that's kind of what football is. And I told him that. And he said, well, yeah, I could see that. But it's just, it's not uh, as fast-paced. There's too much in-between time. And so I started watching a football game, a soccer game. And I uh, was getting into it. And I started watching it. And I was like... Okay, balls balls going left. All right, turnover midfield. Okay, oh another turnover. Uh huh. Turn. Okay. Oh, they went into the offensive zone, and it it's back over. Uh, and then someone else walked in. They asked what the score was. Hey, what's the, what's the score in there? Oh, it's uh it's nil nil. What's what it what is that? Oh zero zero. Okay. Um, so the the game just start or has it been going on for a while? Oh, we're about an uh, hour and 15 minutes in. Oh, hour and 15 minutes. So, like, it goes to overtime, though, right? Just in case. Um, yeah, only in, like, certain, like, really important games does it go to overtime. So, it can just end in a tie. And you guys are watching this for how long? About an hour and a half. Um, so, I got this documentary on a polar bear swimming for three and a half days. If you guys want to check that out instead. Yeah, let's do that. And um, getting back to his second reason my Irishman friend is why he does not like football quite as much is that it's not as sophisticated. He says that being able to use your feet instead of your hands is much more difficult and takes way more skill, which I guess is true. But um, the reason why humans have evolved to become the dominant species on this planet is because of things called opposable thumbs. And uh, if I go to a Bruce Springsteen concert, I don't really want to hear you play that shitty one on the third record. I want to hear Born to Run and Dancing in the Dark. Like, play the hits. I want to see America, or, uh, humans using what they're made for. You know, use the opposable thumbs and throw the ball downfield. That's all I got so far.
0: Ryan Hitzler! Proving that nothing happens in soccer, just like that joke. Yay! Uh, I just get to everything a lot more quickly, as we've yeah. said in other people's stuff. I
10: was, I was saying it. I was like, well, it's kind of droning along.
0: Well, it's the, I mean, the getting, I, you can almost open with killing wall I mean, you can be like, yeah, I really love polar bears because they swim for three and a half days and they murder, you know, murder walruses or whatever. And then, but there was like a whole- like three sentences about them swimming that I just yeah. don't think you need. Can mean. I? Can I offer my take? Yeah.
8: Um, that I'm sorry. I think no, you just. No, go didn't ahead. See i was done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That joke. While that was, uh, I like. It was great. Uh, it, could, it could definitely be shortened to just. Watching sports is a lot like watching a polar bear swim for three and a half days. Nobody wants to fucking watch a polar bear swim for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It could be done. Yeah. But good
10: joke. Okay. Thank you.
16: I was really hoping that was a meta joke, where you do this long rambling story about polar bears and football and blah blah blah, and you're like, yeah, so I'm shooting a documentary about this joke.
2: And then <laughs>
10: okay. There you go. That's pretty funny. All right, thanks.
0: Ryan, it's live Everybody, you're a
10: nice comedian.
0: Gonna go up there to the stage. Haven't seen him in a while. Excited to see him here. Jackson McBrayer.
16: Hey guys, I'm back. I uh I was out of town for a while. I went down to Southern California to visit my best friend. He had a kid uh, like a year and some change ago, so I went down to visit, and it was interesting. I mean, I got to see how the other half lived. Like you know, uh you know the kid, the white picket fence, the wife, all that. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I don't want to fucking do that though. Like it kind of solidified the idea of like. Nah, I'd be cool with, like, a wife and a girlfriend and, like, if one of them has kids, that's cool, but I'm, like, I don't know, it's weird to figure out you don't want kids. Like, I realized that if I accidentally had kids, they'd be really cool, but I don't want to purposefully have them, like, which, like, if I accidentally had kids kind of says it all, but I was thinking about it and, like, doing the whole idiocracy thing of, like, well, Smart people should breed, but we're smart enough not to. Um, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, I could donate my sperm, but you have to be 6'1 to donate sperm. But genetically, I'm supposed to be 6'1. I just didn't grow to my full potential because I have cerebral palsy. So, I mean, genetically, I am 6'1. Can I still apply to donate my sperm? These, like, I just wanted to know for financial stability. Yeah. Uh, This is all true. Like, I, uh, I actually, what was cool is I was out of town for four weeks and I was celibate for that entire time. Which is really, like, kind of cool. When you're, like, purposefully celibate, it's different because you're not, like, not fucking is not the same thing as celibacy because you're like, no, I'm just actually actively being celibate right now. And I get home and my second night, this woman I'm talking to tells me she's a lesbian. And then makes out with me, and I'm like, wait, I am really, con- like, welcome back to the Bay Area. It was basically what I, what I found out in this moment. Like, oh, right, this is my life. I missed my life. That was kind of like, that was the, the thing. I was like, oh, it's good to be gone so that you actually miss your life. And I, uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I, uh, fucking, like, I've been drinking a lot because life is way too long to be sober the whole time. And I was thinking about all the different ways to, to like, help you get fucked up in a wheelchair. Because you can actually... The wheelchair is hollow, so you could actually turn your wheelchair into a bong. And then you would be, like, the best... Wheelchair so the idea like like you you would be the best wheelchair like that's So the thing I thought was okay I'm gonna go to my buddy who makes burning man shit and be like all right, build me a bong wheelchair That's all I want right now like this is going to be amazing and So I mean because what do you want to do when you're stoned but sit on your ass and have a beautiful woman push you like That's that's fucking amazing Speaking of, I ran into this woman that I met all the way back in college, and this is how we met. I'm rolling up the hill at SF State, and I'm tired, so I'm like, hey, can you push me up the hill? And she's like, are you asking me because you're tired or because I'm hot? I was like, can't it be both? And so we, we went out a few times, and that was nice, but I don't know, like, being in a wheelchair is kind of dope, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I'm back. It's good to be back. Yeah
0: for us. Jackson McBrayer is back. I I am excited. Number one, what kind of cunty bitch is like, I'm hot? Who does that? Is there, are there girls that say they're hot to guys? They're like, well, I'm hot. Anyways, uh, you're that whole thing about the bong was brilliant and I think you could go further. You can make it a flask so everyone wants to take you to a Giants game. Because you have like a pump system or something in your, you know what I mean? Because the the, the 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 Giants it, game now it's so expensive. It's a uh,
16: use a catheter bag as a uh, as a gravity bong.
0: Yeah, sure. You're yes. you're infirmed. You can you can put all kinds of shit on your wheelchair. They aren't gonna check you. Like what are they gonna do? I think that you could actually do like a whole five minutes on that of like what you could do with your wheelchair to, you know, just it, it, it it's more than just getting first in line at Disneyland. It's like now it's, you've got a bong on board, you've got flask action.
14: Um, uh, one of the accidental lines had Pam and I uh, pissing ourselves back here was <laughs> you meant to say uh, by making your chair wheelchair into a bong, you're the best wingman, but you said wheelchair, right? And that was hysterical because then you could just riff on, see, everyone sees me as a goddamn wheelchair, not a person. Yeah. I actually did say that part on purpose, but I'm glad you picked up. Thank you. Yeah, it was fucking hysterical. I loved it.
0: Yeah, we were crying back here. Other, um, I really, if you make a flask in your wheelchair, I'll I'll buy your ticket to the Giants game. Are you fucking kidding me? When the Warriors Stadium is built, we're going together with your wheelchair flask. Ah. (laughs) Anyone else? Okay, cool. Everybody, Jack McFarrey! Yo, our next comedian is such a funny guy. Uh, I was so happy to hang out with him on Saturday night with the strippers uh, at that super fun show. He's a hilarious guy. Every Wednesday from 10 to midnight, the night space. Also, look into coffee and cannabis. Go buy his book on Amazon. High time, story time. But right now, enjoy his comedy. I, I almost called him Ashton date. Arden! Oh, Oh, shit.
14: Oh shit, being mistaken for a true comedic genius. I mean, Jesus Christ, I bowed down to the master over there. Ah, I, uh, I'm having a good week, Pam. Yay! What day is it? Monday. Shit, Um. Uh, yeah, no, it, th- thanks for coming out to the crazy horse and showing off your tits. That was nice. Uh, now I have something else I have nightmares about. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, you know, I love doing that show because one, uh, I get to get dabbed out. Uh, two, we have pretty naked ladies and, uh, three, uh, I get to get dabbed out. Did I mention that? Yeah, yeah no, it's really good. Uh, I enjoy being high all the time. Uh, it's how I've decided to live my life from now on. I've got the, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I've got the, the show coffee and cannabis where I'm following the, uh, weed journey from seed to consumer. And everything in between. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, but it all started a long time ago when I was in private school. All right. And, and I, I like to say I went to private school in a theme park uh, because my private school was a mansion and it happened to be haunted. And they uh, shot a fucking what a soap opera there, uh, a couple episodes. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just a, a weird place. And they used to pimp it out on the weekends for uh, weddings Cause uh, fuck intramural sports, we gotta make a buck over here, you know. It's it's all about the almighty dollar, um, you know. So I didn't get a good education, <laughs> as you can tell. I uh, no, the rest of my notebook is blank. That's gonna be helpful. Uh, yeah, it, Jackson's good to see you, buddy. Uh, you know, it, um, uh, I'm no longer the shortest comic in the room. It's it, it, it's great. Um, you know, I hate being short. It, you know, for you it's an advantage because right, you get to stare at girls' asses all day. Me, I could awkwardly stare at the area between their neck and their cleavage. You know, it's just—Are you looking at my eyes? Are you not? <sighs> yeah. And I mean, it's not any easier with the credit card readers now. I got to tell my customers how to use them. And you go, go ahead and stick stick the card in. G- g- shove it. No, no, sh- gently put it in there. Don't sh- shove it in there. You're gonna gonna break the damn thing. Uh. But yeah, I could go on for five minutes about that, but I won't, because uh, that's an old bit. What do I got new stuff? Um, let's see. Uh, I went out on a date uh, with someone that was really nice. We went to a coffee shop. It's been a while since I've been the person to be thrown out of the coffee shop, because uh, they were trying to close, and, and the date was going well, um, but then she, want, she wants kids, you know, and I don't, so... Uh, I'm just gonna keep microwaving burritos with my nut sack on top of it. You know, it's just it's, you know, because vasectomies are expensive, even if you got the insurance, right? Like, I don't got a day to take off work for that. Local anesthetic, that's needles. I can't. I no, I got phobias, man. I can't do that bullshit. Ah, oh, damn. I just want to get laid. That's all. You know, just, I, I I want to be able to get laid and not have kids. That's it. You know. I, it's the no child support, no nothing, because in the end it's gonna end in tears, right? You know, because I'm I'm dead inside. That's yeah, yeah. It's uh, everybody keeps asking why don't you why don't you date one of those nice female comedians you hang out with, right? They're nice. I'm like no, because we're all succubi, right? We're all dead on the inside. You gotta feed on somebody that has positive life energy, right? Normal normies. We gotta feed on normies, you know. Gotta just suck. Make them empty to fill us with just a momentary little, like, mm, mm, Yeah, a little warmth. And then they go back to being dead and move on to the next one. Date strippers. What? Date strippers. No, dude, I can't. Because I. It, it's. It, they don't want to be disappointed by me. And, you know, it's just. Ugh. They've already heard how bad my dick is during my set. I mean, just. <laughs> anyway. Uh leave you with this. Uh, I reckon coffee, and I, I love coffee. Coffee's awesome. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, it's not a controlled substance, though, because all you assholes are addicted. Uh, and I know this because you come to me in the morning, and you're demanding unreasonable things about your coffee, and something about coconut milk? What is this shit now? All right. I, just, I just wish you weren't like the cocaine rat that keeps hitting the, the cocaine lever. I, I wish we were like the weed rat that hits the weed lever once, the food lever ten times, goes and takes a nap, and stops being the goddamn scientist problem. Anyway, uh, you've been a terrific audience. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Pam,
0: for the time. Give it up for your post, Pam, bad, bad. Yay! Hitting the pleasure button on everyone, just like the little the little mice. It's so fun. Uh you next comedian. I've, yeah I've been seeing him around all over town he's getting ready for a big set this week in la clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Ashton Tate
17: Please stop. good to be here uh, got any UFC fan all right a lot of people watch UFC these days some guys uh, a lot of them it's pretty it's pretty crazy you know like if you if you're at a bar. And you try and get into a fight with a guy who has an affliction shirt. Like, you don't know. He might be gay. That's those guys who wear those shirts. Cool. Um, Affliction in the house. Any uh, friend wants to drain the swamp. It's a weird thing to be pro drain the swamp, you know, because how does that feel? If like your mailman comes and he's like, well, Ashton, I got your your, uh, magazine subscription. Good thing I got it for you before the end of the week. Speaking of weeks, I'll see you next week. And I'm like, yeah, we'll fucking see about that. You know, it's weird. It's, uh, I don't know. I just, I wonder if they, uh, how does the the post office, how do they reduce costs? You guys think it's just by uh, making their shorts shorter? Is that, seems like they've been doing that for the past 20 years. Seems to be going well for them. Um, every kiss begins with K and it doesn't with the gift card from Coles. Learned that recently. My um, friend was uh, trying to prove to me that he had lost weight by putting on clothes that he hadn't been able to fit into since high school, and uh, I didn't know what to tell him because he was just wearing a scarf. I was like, maybe try some pants. Um, tried reading a uh, tantric sex audiobook recently. It was just a guy saying, I can't do this. It was good. I like... Uh, being in the mission, mission's got some great mexican restaurants. I love mexican restaurants, you know. It's kind of weird though that it's like the one place where you have to like take your own trash to the trash can, you know? Cuz it's I thought they like doing things that we don't. It's like, you know, you got you got two question marks in your language, but you don't have a suggestion box where I can put that that request. Um Guys ever uh, go to brunch and see that the line's really long, and then realize it's just the women's march? Has that ever happen to you? I was like, hey, where'd you guys get those menus? And they're like, oh, these are signs that we made. And I was like, all right, cool. Starting, um, starting start to realize, starting to realize that uh, I'm probably never going to own a mansion. It's probably a good bet, you know? It does, when you make that realization, it makes uh, haunted mansions more scary when you're like, yeah, this is the only time I'm gonna be in one. Okay, mic levels are good. <laughs> Do um, you, guys, uh, you guys know the granny shot in basketball? You guys know that? You guys know the granny shot? Not many people know the granddad shot. Uh, it's the same thing except you tell your opponent why you don't trust Koreans. Works in any sport, especially golf. That's what I found. I like it. Alrighty. Um, what else is there? I think it's weird that, uh, you know, you can, a lot of people say they're good at something so good that they can do it blindfolded. You know, I think that's true for everything except sex. You can kind of not be good at it. Do it blindfold. That's what I do. All right. Read about it in a book, The Old Fifty Shade. You guys ever skip the first one and just cut right to the end? Nope. All right. Read that. That's a good audio book. It's narrated by a guy. You would think it wasn't. (laughs) Didn't get my money back from Amazon after I told him that. Uh, Did I get the horn? (coughs) Jeez. All right. Cool. Horn me, doc. Um, What else is there? Uh growing up, my dad was pretty strict. He was like I couldn't have an easy bake oven. He said he didn't he didn't think it was manly because it was painted pink. So he painted it blue. It's pretty crazy, you know. It was I couldn't even listen to pink. He was like, he only let me listen to Blue Man Group because he said it was the only boy band where every member was straight. He was like, Ashen, you can't frost the tips if you don't have hair. That's what I, I'll always remember about my dad. Alright, thank you so much. My name's been Ashen. Have a good night.
0: I like those lax jokes very much. You brought the nostalgia right to my body, right to my soul. I think you should choose a more distrustful race than
8: Koreans, like white people maybe.
0: <laughs> or how about, what's another one that would just be off the kilter like... um. I don't know, Ethiopians. No, no, Ethiopians, we have, because they were all, they, we, they, they were poor for so long, we can't make fun of them anymore. I think, I think the really so only, only one is white audience. people. Uh, <laughs> the, context of the, joke makes the context is great. You pick, pick it. Filipinos would work, too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ashton Tate! <laughs> Terrible. We live in it. women. This is, I was watching. I've been watching a lot of '90s movies because of Netflix, and like, it's just women and fag jokes. Like, all of the misogyny and the homophobia is in every single comedy, like Jingle All the Way, and like anything you can imagine. Like every joke, I'm just like, wow. I just didn't even notice back then. I feel so woke, and that's the whitest thing I've said today. Your next comedian, I'm sure she's a lot more woke than I be. Put your hands together for Moon Show.
8: Oh, it's so good to be back, Pam. Yeah. Uh, I uh, that was it's weird to see all these new people that I don't know, and I apologize. When you were up, I was like, oh, I thought that guy already went up twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, but th- those are good. Um, I ah. Uh, well, now I'm a little distracted about the Korean thing. I was like, "Oh, are we distrustful people, but maybe I just didn't listen to your joke. Yeah, you didn't listen. Oh, okay, my bad um i uh yeah, I was uh coming from downtown where I work, and I think it's kind of funny like i I have to look like this like I'm not allowed to not look like this at work, uh, but all the kids that work in tech they still just look like that um <laughs> And uh, I was walking down the street, and I saw this man uh, riding a a non-motorized scooter. He was scooting along, and he had a helmet on and a very, very bright, very blinky light, all the safety precautions, Uh, but he was riding on the sidewalk. And I was like, well, that's redundant. And I was like, why does he feel, I was like, oh, maybe all the garbage that everyone's going to throw at him later. Um... Okay, I I feel like for uh, people that know me pretty well, um, they uh, would probably say like I'm the type of person to wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, And that kind of like manifests in like what food stains I have on my sleeve. Um, I feel like if it's like a spaghetti stain next to tuna salad, that's like, that's very bad. Like I should definitely go see my therapist. I, uh, uh, I I hear some people say, uh, what is it that they say? They say, I don't see color. I hate that. I hate it when people say they don't see color. And I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But I will say I am colorblind uh, when it comes to red flags. Um, I feel like uh, maybe even the scarlet letter, the original red flag. Uh, (laughs) I am a person, um, that's still, uh, sleeping with my ex, um, and I, uh, I decided that if we, uh, were to ever release a sex tape, it would be called Fast and the Furious. Uh, because he comes too fast. Just kidding. It's because I'm Asian. Uh... This is why he comes too fast. Okay. Um uh, I where was that other one? Colorblind, and then I'm missing one. Hold on. This is what mutiny is for. Oh, okay. Uh I really refuse to believe uh that. Every person, like, has a human, like, innate, natural desire and need to procreate. Uh, But what I do believe is that men want to stick their dick in everything. Um, All right. Uh, My favorite thing to tell people is uh, the only children I love are my own. I don't have any children. And last of all... Ah, no, yeah, that's
0: it. Thanks, guys. Moon Joe! Visit her on Tuesdays at Amnesia. Great show out there. What do they call it now? Do they still call it some kind of trouble? Trouble. Trouble. Now it's just troubled. They've, it's gone through many incarnations. Yay, Moon Show. Your next comedian, another funny lady. It's a female rock block right now. Clap your hands together for Nicole Kalasich. Yeah, I have a vagina. Whoa! What's up, everyone? How
18: are you? Yay. Just okay? <laughs> People don't know me at all. Hey, how are you? Stranger, are you a comedian? Uh, okay. Uh, that is someone who's not going to do this at the end of this year, that's for sure. Uh, what about you? I think I saw you the other day. Yeah, i try. You're trying? Yeah. You're already so worn out Come on guys You need some stamina Get it together uh, Let's see I did some writing today And uh, I was like Nicole Try to write something Not controversial And incendiary And Here's what I wrote about uh, Anger <laughs> Women deserve to be angrier Was what I decided to write on I was like Damn it It's, it's impossible right You just Everyone just stays in their fucking lane It's hard um yeah i think uh let me just to me that's like the wheel of fortune round thing circling in on what i want to say so i think typically women are not comfortable accessing their anger i think if i wanted to just talk in broad strokes you see that a lot most women are taught not to get angry, right? Unless I'm talking about black or brown women because we're actually very comfortable with it most of the time. But I get really bummed out if I meet a chick who has been cheated on or who has been hit or something worse and they just like skip over the anger button and they go straight to the sads and they just stay in the sad. And I think that that's so fucked up to have your biologically gifted rage Completely stripped away from you. I think we're taught that. Like, women are supposed to be taught to, uh, you know, be small, try to maintain some prettiness. Like, anger isn't attractive. It's not a good look. Um, And uh, I think, fuck that. You know, to me, nothing sounds more enticing in any sense of the word than imagining, like, the rage on a wild beast, like a fucking orang. I want women to be like orangutans. Like a lady orangutan that rips off the scrotum of the fucked up male orangutan that screwed her over somehow with one hand and then finishes a delicious banana with the other hand because that's how relaxed she is with her anger. That's how comfortable she has to be with it. That's my big life goal, I guess. Why does she need the banana potassium? Because ripping off a scrotum takes a lot of energy. (laughs) and she deserves to replenish. I think it's more just like, I got really excited that I like learned that on Animal Planet or something, <laughs> that orangutans really fucking do that. It's the, most, it's the most savage thing I've ever heard of, right? Just ripping, what, you can rip off his scrotum right now. That is a thing that happens in the animal kingdom. You're socialized not to do it, but like how savage is that? You're just like, I'm gonna strip away your fucking ability to keep your lineage moving. That's amazing. Anyway, I guess I should encourage men to keep hurting each other, but I would like women to do that more. That'd be interesting to me. Um, Then we talked more about emotions. I was writing with with a friend. Uh, I think it's funny that we all try to act so smart and rational and intellectual um, as if we all really, really have control of our emotions and such. Uh, And at the end of the day, Pixar has us all fucking down (laughs) to a science. We are so easy to manipulate. Clap if you've never cried in a Pixar movie. Uh, I don't believe you, you son of a a bitch. You've never cried. (laughs)
2: Let's just put
18: one on right now. (laughs) That. Yeah, okay, so you're angry that you're not socialized to do the sads. That's a real thing too. You want some of what I got. Like, I want some of what you got. That's cool. That's cute. Look at us, just solve egalitarian comedy right here. What's the last movie you did crying? It was but it was Crash. Crash. Um, yeah. There's a moment. It takes a little girl dying to make you cry. It takes a lot. I can only feel when an ungrown woman dies. No, it was like I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, no. It's good that you cried. It would have been way scarier if you didn't. Yeah, Anything else make you cry? Yeah, lots Do you think I can make you cry? I mean, it would take some... Like, well, we... Like, you don't date... <laughs> I guess word didn't travel. Um, uh, I guess I tell a real joke. Um, thank you, Jax. That was a fun interaction we had. <sighs> Let's see. Um, I, I, I want women to be angry more. I want them to access their anger more easily. Uh, I also just want us to be able to party more. I want us to be able to party with more ease. You know, that's a fun thing being a comedian is like telling jokes is great, but then like the fucking after party, that's what's up. Getting to drink all the time, as much as you want, whenever you want, getting to do drugs and like the good shit, not like half-assed, cut with baby powder type of shit. A good stuff. It's fun to party, it's fun to rage, it's fun to like fuck around with the funniest people in the world. It's less fun though when you're a woman and you also have to keep in mind the creeps that are in the room because that's a reality. You don't get to party as hard as that because creeps unfortunately are around all the time. They're just like creeping in the morning, creeping in the evening, creeping at supper time. A very serious creep bagel schedule. And it sucks as a woman because you want to be able to just go hard in the paint like anybody else. You want to have a good time, right? It's 2018 and women still have to fight for their right to party. That's like a Beastie Boys lyric from the 80s, dude. That's fucked up. MCA would never have this. My guy friend's like, Nicole, mellow out. You just got to find a new group of dudes to hang out with. Someone that's more chill, more on your level. And I say, guys... Picture it this way: like if you get blackout drunk around your bros, wasted. What's the worst thing that you think is going to happen to you? Thank you, Jackson. You've heard my joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's usually they say, "Oh, someone a dick on my face." Like maybe a few cum drops if that artist is feeling really invested in the moment. Uh, but women, they have the exact same fear, except the dick is real. Yeah. Well, I got that printed on a t shirt, The Dick is Real. I think my merch sales would go up considerably. Thanks so much. I've been Nicole.
0: The Dick is Real! Ah! I am still on DayQuil, so I feel like a million dollars. Your last comedian of the night's gonna make you laugh. Put your hands together for Bill Busher! <laughs>
12: That was a genuine accident. <laughs> I was trying to think of the answer about what the last movie was that made me cry. And I felt so bad because it genuinely was Goodwill Hunting. It's like, God damn, this movie's so good. I've seen that movie. I think most male relationships could just survive on them quoting Goodwill Hunting to each other. Like, not even the not your fault part, like the other parts. So you're like, how about them apples? You're like, fuck. Have you ever done that, anything that cool? To it? You're like, I don't have anything. I Aziz all the girls I date. Sorry, I literally just wanted to say, that the, the I made up a sex move called The Aziz. It's where you give a girl uh, white wine instead of red wine. Do you guys know that's the what happened? I don't know. I'm a white and a man, I can't talk about it. Not in this city. What'd you say? I know, it's difficult for me. All this privilege. The burden. Um what's i going to say? I'm sorry for his shouting out loud. I th- I genuinely don't know how loud I'm talking ever. Te- I uh, my girlfriend, I think 10% of our relationship is her just explaining to me how loud I'm being. And uh, yeah, I'm just am just from New York. I don't know when to shut the fuck up. I just we just don't shut the fuck up. It's like a thing we do. It's a behavior. He won't shut the fuck up. It's who I am. Who, like, I was in the, the subway system uh, I was uh, in New York. I was on, I was on the A line. And I, 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 I accidentally skipped a turnstile. <laughs> I didn't know, officer. You have to pay for these things? Whoops. Turns out I don't do that. Uh, but he pulls me over and he starts writing me a ticket. And I just start fucking trashing. I'm like, oh, well, what are you going to get? There's already a ticket here. Might as well, you know, give this guy, make his day a little worse. He made my day a little worse. So I'm just trash talking like you fucking pig, you piece of shit. I didn't say pig. This guy was very, very good looking. So I felt bad. Um, but he just, he, he, uh, I just don't shut the fuck up. And then I noticed on the ticket on the ticket, it, it, on the New York uh subway system, the tickets they give, they don't it's not just like a fixed fine. They they can show you at like fifteen, thirty, fifty. This motherfucker wrote a custom amount for me. It was literally just a trash talking thing. It's like you fucking don't know how to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm from New York, uh, originally. In New York we're we're just like uh we're a type. We're like it's just who we are. Like I think what the best part about being in New York is, is that um, we're we're angry, but we're not mad about it. You know, like I was in a, I was in the East Village, and East Village is a really nice part of New York. And I just overheard. It was like two in the morning, and this is what I hear: "Yo, man, what'd you say to me? What the fuck did you say to me? Yo, man, hold my puppy. Yo, what the fuck did you say to me? You're like Jesus. Do you know how mad you have to be to forget you're holding a puppy?" Um, what else was I gonna say? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a girlfriend. I, I, I genuinely, uh, I've, I don't know what the right way to say this is, but I think that in my genuine self analysis, I realize that I'm exactly the kind of guy I don't want my girlfriend having sex with. Like it just reflects so poorly on her. Um, I think that uh. I want to say about that but I'm scared to be single like I think when you're a kid you're scared of uh, you're scared of uh, of fake things you're like what about the monster and you're like when you're an adult you're scared of real things you're like I don't recognize this number and when you're like a teenager you're scared of you're like oh what if what if nobody has sex with me and then you're what if I get an STD and then when you're an adult you're like what if I never get an STD what if nobody fucks me again? What if everybody hugs me with their hips out? <laughs> this would be funny if I was speaking louder. Correct. This is just not the right. <laughs> I like uh, I like being at open mics. Open mics to me remind me of like if uh you remember the show uh, like if like America's Got Talent uh, met to catch a predator. Yeah, you know, I like drinking. Drinking is fun. I like various types of alcohol. What's your favorite type of alcohol? Uh, whiskey. Whiskey is a brutal one. Whiskey is. Whiskey is like a thing you do that night. You know what I mean? Like I don't drink whiskey anymore. I don't like. I don't drink. I just don't like the taste because to me, whiskey tastes like what screaming at my girlfriend feels like. <laughs> Thank you. I uh. I like tequila a lot. There's a song called Tequila Makes My Clothes Come Off. Have you heard that song? It's a crunchy song. And uh, tequila makes my... I don't know. But I I like that song because tequila makes my clothes come off because I throw up on them. That's good. And uh, vodka. I don't actually know normal people who drink vodka. I know people who want to be drunk. Because in my mind, vodka combines all the fun of drinking nail polish remover with my love of crying in front of my friends. All right, thanks, you guys.
0: Hooray! Bill Busher, yay! This has been Joke Workshop. Does anybody want to get up on stage real quickly and promote anything for the rest of the week But while we're closing up? If you have any shows, thanks, Moon Show. Moon Show's thanks, show fam. is every Tuesday at Amnesia, and Aborcia Kirko's show is Tuesday at OMG. Anybody else have anything coming up? Nobody wants to share? Everybody's. A-okay. Well, then, uh, enjoy Asada Messiah. We're going to play them out through the end. And coming up next is FTW. That's Forever Two Wheels. What great guys they are. Uh, tomorrow, go to Tope, because everyone's going to say goodbye to Sean McKenzie, who's moving to New York to do bigger and better things. There's great open mic in that little triangle. There's Tope. Tupelo uh, you can do karaoke at Tupelo it's not an open mic and then up at the top is Grant and Green sign up for all three of those on a Tuesday and uh, hey guys thanks for being a part of Mutiny Radio today enjoy Asada Messiah we'll be back Thursday with True Hustle and Friday with Happy Hour uh, this week's fantastic is really great and 8
2: o'clock okay bye bye
19: MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced (laughs) McRat.
15: Hey, everybody. Listen
14: to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.,
1: has to offer.
22: and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Tim's Tesseract.com. Tim's Tesseract.com.
19: So you. and my host, Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. T. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew.
7: to muni Radio at muniradio.fm It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
18: Your legs are looking sexy because we're going to try your pants.
0: GQ is here. You're doing another one of those go live things, aren't you? I've never had more views on a video than the video that you did for me that one day you did it live. Yes! I'm here to tell you guys jokes! Yay! Yay! We have to be happy in these political times. It's difficult. I don't want to be political. I hate being political. I know none of us want to be political here. I want to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. I don't want to be political. I'm not into it. Uh, But all language is political, as we know. Uh, And I don't know what to call myself anymore, right? Because I'm a person. I'm a female. I'm a man. We're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I call myself the only thing I can, and that's a feminist, because it's the only word without the word men in it. (laughs) It's a, it's a spelling joke for you guys. Yeah. Knock knock. Feminism. 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 I get my own fucking door. Thank you. It's like the precept of feminism. It's kind of like how we start. I, I God, I don't want to be a feminist, but I have to be because you know we, we're in this age of grabbing of the pussies and all of these wonderful things. Uh, And, you know, I really, I just want to call him 45 because I don't want to give him a name because I feel like that's just too much PR and he already gets enough, right? But who I'm really bummed about is losing Michelle Obama, right? Did we love Michelle? I love Michelle. Michelle. I love Michelle. I wish Michelle would run. Michelle's so cool. She raps in the car. She talks to people. She doesn't like fat kids. I'm all down with her. I'm like, Michelle, she was so good, right? Like she was first lady. And she's like, diabetes, childhood diabetes is bad. That didn't exist until like 1989. We're ruining everything. Oh, diabetes workout, it's so great. And I'm like, oh, what's Melania's new first lady thing going to be, right? And um, she's a plagiarist. So she picked right off of Michelle Obama. and she also hates fat kids. Um, But I think that she's gonna do her first lady thing in a different way. I think that she's really gonna sponsor bulimia. Well, no, because she knows that no one listens to women unless they're skinny and pretty, right? (laughs) So she's like trying to help the kids. It's good. Uh, And I feel like it's really great for consumerism, because you eat four times the food that you would normally eat, so that's really great for the economy. And uh, I really think that where she's going to make her mark as as an environmentalist, because she's going to teach the kids to vomit into the composting. Oh. So that's going to be so awesome because we're going to like grow plants and like plants and the plants. It's going to be like this. Yay, Melania Trump. <laughs> so excited about the next four years. and just can't wait. It's So good for feminism. Uh, I don't understand feminism. I don't. I. I really think it's all product-based. Like, okay, you remember in 1904, when you couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut? Do we remember those times? Like before Gillette started the razor companies, and I feel like they just started asking women to shave their legs so they would have things to buy, and also uh, because they'll never be good enough. And Gillette, the best a man can get. And they'll never be good enough. Now you have to shave from your big toe up up to your twat like a four-year-old girl. Otherwise, you're a disgusting slut and no one wants to sleep with you. Uh, Gillette, the best a man can get. Never be good enough. Uh, you know, there's a new Gillette razor that has 17 blades. 17 blades for the closest shave. Uh, and the 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower. Because you'll never be good enough. Gillette... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay, it's so good, we have to buy things. Yeah, we have to look pretty. I wear makeup for you guys tonight, yay! yay. I went against all my feminist-like leanings and I'm like, they like me better when I wear makeup. <laughs> yay, they laugh harder. It's so much fun. I'm sorry, I'm, I don't mean to be a feminist. I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't want this life for myself. Uh, so I'm a nanny, I take care of people's children for money. Uh, I, and my favorite thing is I get to touch a lot of baby dicks for money. Uh, what I mean is that I, I hang out I hang out with a lot of, like, 18-month-old boys, and thankfully they're uncircumcised. I'm like, circumcision is choice, is decision. Am I right? Like, let's not. Let's stop mutilating our children's genitals, America. Can we, can we do that? I don't know. Like, I'm a Jew, so I'm cool with it. Like, we got to thing with Yahweh, like he takes off the dicks and I don't care what he does with them. He can put them on his fingers like olives or he can (laughs) use them as croutons in a Caesar salad. Maybe he has a nice skin box. Whatever God, it's fine. I don't care. But like why are all these women just chopping off the tops of their baby's dicks since like 1950 in America? What's up Christian ladies? What's up? And they're just lazy. (laughs) They just don't want to touch their baby's dicks. It's not a big deal. If you put an 18-month-old in a, in a thing of water, he will play with his own dick. That's what boys do. It's fine. Just let, just stop mutilating your children's genitals. Uh, I don't know. I don't mean to proselytize up here. Like, uh, knock, knock. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. I know, did that guy exist or what? Is he real? Jesus who? I'm so glad we're all on the same page. I don't know who that guy is. I don't Like, is he real? Is he not? I don't, I don't care. It's good stuff. Uh, So, I uh, love abortion. (laughs) I'm a 42-year-old woman of childbearing age, so you don't want me to have a baby. Uh, This is nothing. I love whiskey. (laughs) And I don't want to have a baby. If you make me have a baby, if you make me have such gore, gore such, you're going to make me, it will be way more gory if I have a baby than if I'm an abortion. Uh, I had a really rough period the other day and I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. I felt so good about it. It was just a really bloody mess. And I was like, oh, he's dead. Yay. We win. So I, I don't, I, we shouldn't have a baby. If you make me have a baby, America, in this new America, make America great, make me have a baby, boo. I'm going to need some tools uh, to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can sleep while I'm hanging out at the bar. <laughs> See, it's I can't afford a babysitter. So I'm just going to put him in the trunk, a nice sleeping bag. and can breathe. It's fine. It's gonna be great. Uh, and when it turns five, it, you know, I go to that first parent-teacher conference and uh, I still have to have it on a leash because it's like, ah, I wanna run into traffic. Uh, but I'm talking to the teacher and they're like, whoa, your child said you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you